Hi, I'm Cameron. And I'm Emily. I've never read Twilight before. And I've read the books too many times to count, but now we're reading them together. Welcome to Unbitten, a journey through the Twilight series. In this episode, we'll be covering chapters 13 and 14 of Twilight. Hello! We're back! After <laughs> returned. A, a short break, which felt like forever, but it was, what, four days? I know, it, we're ridiculous. <laughs> also, it won't feel like four days, because it'll just be the same. I know. Time. <laughs> but for us, it was an agonizing four days. <laughs> so, we're back, reading chapters three and four. What? Uh... Sorry, what? Wait, what? <laughs> um, 13 and 14. There we go. So we started off with, um, or we ended off the last time with he's about to, Edward's about to go step out into the midday sun. And we're going to, of course, I know that he's going to be a sparkly boy. So I got really uh-huh. excited. <laughs> um, and my first note uh, is in all caps, sparkly boy <laughs> for chapter 13. Yeah, so it's kind of crazy that she made us wait an entire next chapter to actually uh, see that, but worth it for your frustration. Yes, it was. It's really funny how like she has this incredible ability to pack one chapter with so much stuff and then pack another chapter with nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know how she does it because like the last two chapters we read were. Eh. Like, yeah, there was nothing not important exciting. happening. And then these ones, uh, like, I, I'm i back to, like, writing a full page of notes in each chapter. And it's yeah, just like, I know. They're not balanced. Like, you'd think for, like, the ones that don't have a lot of substance in them, they'd be shorter. But all of the chapters are the same length. They're all, yeah, like, 15, 20 pages. <laughs> She's just like, in this one, I'm going to put absolutely nothing. And then in this, I'm going to put everything. And there's no in-between. You know what's funny is I just said I was editing for the chapters three and four one, and it was so funny because uh, somewhere near the end of it, you said you were excited for them to go to Seattle, and I'm like, we just now got to the day that was supposed to be the Seattle trip, and that was ten chapters ago. Oh my goodness, that's upsetting to me. (sighs) God. Okay, so first note that I have is just super random. Uh, so his lips keep moving so fast it looks like they're trembling and he just goes oh yeah I'm just singing to myself <laughs> which is so funny because he's clearly like doing speedy vampire humming I guess <laughs> yeah because I guess vampires can do everything fast including singing for some reason I guess god I want to I want to hear that full volume please <laughs> yeah please <laughs> this is like when you turn like it up to like hamster, 10 times speed yeah, yeah hamster sounding <laughs> Yes, like Alvin and the Chipmunks shit. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was trying to go for. Chipmunks, not hamsters. I don't know where I got hamsters They're basically from. the same thing, I think. <laughs> don't quote me on that. Okay, um, I won't. So then, you know, this is pretty soft for a little while. Because, you know, she sees that he's sparkly. She's like, wow. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And then they just kind of, like hang out together and like actually get to relax somewhat i mean it's still all like very tense but at the same time it's like oh 
they don't it, have to it's nice like, because they're not so constantly cool. being like interrupted by things like oh like class is over i have to go now or oh charlie's coming back i have to go now so it's just like oh, okay they're they turned off all the here. lights and now i have to be extremely tense for an hour <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, you're right, it is soft, because she's talking about, like, trailing her hand over his skin, and just, like, being able to touch freely, which was previously, like, you know, they were so hesitant to, to touch each other at all, so now they're just kind of, like, vibing, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, this was where I realized that I'm dumb, because at the end of the last episode we were talking about this chapter's titled confessions and i was like oh, what confessions that's crazy and then i get like a page into this and i'm like oh it's just that they like each other okay yeah <laughs> i'm so uh so like my note was like uh, yep got it piece together that one uh because like it's a romance story aha <laughs> see i was just like ready for him to be like live to like drop some bombs but mm-hmm. instead it's, it's like the l word that's the I bomb like he's you. dropping which is a, we'll get to that, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and so she's like, just examining him, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, I would too, you know? I yeah. mean, it's not like examining in like a weird way. It's still in a very like intimate, like just like nice, friendly, touching kind of way. But it is very much like, whoa, look at his skin. Whoa, look at the sparkles. Oh my gosh. Like, it's marble and smooth and cold and sparkly, like. This is so different, which I get. It's different. He's weird. He's a vampire, not a human. Yeah. And he keeps having these, like, she calls them blindingly fast, disconcerting movements of his, where Mm -hmm. he, like, will move part of his body really, really quickly. And she's like, ah, (laughs) because, like, she's not used to people going that speedy. Um. The first thing that happens that I kind of found interesting is so... Um, she gets close to him and, you know, she leans in very, very close and that's when all of a sudden he does this super speedy move thing and, like, snaps himself out of her arms and, like, is, like, immediately, like, way back in the shade and she's like, uh, what the fuck did I just do? (laughs) He's like, uh, need a minute, need a minute and all I can think now is just thinking of, like, this is so crude, but, like, he's like, oh, shit, I got an awkward boner. I need to... Yeah, no, that's exactly cool what I was thinking. <laughs> he's just like, shit, I got a boner. Fuck. <laughs> let me... Hang on. Let me walk it off. One sec. Yeah. Walk it off. Can you walk off a boner? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't have, I don't have, have one either. I don't either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we'll have to conduct, conduct additional research on that. Yeah, thing. we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> but, um, no, he's his... He comes back and he apologizes. And... Oh, wait, before this? So this is just me being picky and annoying. But, like, she talks about, like, smelling his cool breath and it's sweet and delicious. And I'm just like, there's no way his breath is that good after hiking for five miles. Yeah, but he's a vampire. I don't care that he's a vampire. That's stupid and unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, I think it's on the same level of unrealistic as the 60 miles in 20 minutes. <laughs> I think they're on the same level. Uh, <laughs> fair. You know what? I'll I'll give you that. <laughs> but So yeah, then he then he becomes speedy and runs away. Which but the funny thing is is that you mentioned that is because he then says that like he's been designed like vampires in general as the world's best predator. Everything about them invites you in. Um he says, My voice, my face, even my smell. 
So, I don't know. I guess that's what it's going for is the idea that, like, everything about mm-hmm. him is alluring in order to attract prey. Because, like, you know, to stick with the sexy vampire trope, which has been <laughs> in media forever, it's like, oh, like, oh boy. he's so attractive. Like, oh my gosh, he smells good. Ooh, like, I want to follow him into a dark alley and then, <laughs> you know, die. <laughs> and then get murked. Yeah. Yeah. But and then this he is where it gets some... weird. He's so creepy. Listen, he's yeah. so terrifying in these moments. This is where... And... This is where she's like, act, he's actually scary, and she's like, oh, he is. Mm-hmm. Like, she th- she still thinks he's attractive, but she's like, oh, this is not a human. <laughs> yeah, like, like she's, she's like, like, okay, this like, is not something I can just like blink away. Like, mm-hmm. this is um, uncomfortable. <laughs> because totally. he starts, because he sounds like he's fine. He's like, oh, like, I'm so sorry um, for, you know, letting my, like, letting that get the best of me for a second. I just need to cool off. I'm fine now. But then as soon as he starts talking um, about that, he, like, does an about face and just, he's like, oh, pff, as if you could outrun, outrun me, as if you could fight me off. And he starts showing off how fast he is, how strong he is, like, how in he And then he, like, goes he and, like, sh- and then he goes, like, just shatters a, a big stick. <laughs> or, like, yep. Or like a, no, it's not a big stick. It's like a two foot thick branch. But it's still yeah, just it's like, a giant and he's branch like, that he rips off the tree. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, you think you can beat me?" <laughs> and he like just yeets it onto a tree and breaks it. And he's just like, <laughs> as if. And it's just like, okay, we get like, it. It's a very, it's a very like manic episode almost, where he's just like, "Oh yeah, watch everything I can do. Isn't it crazy? Like I'm totally not human. Like this is crazy." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's totally so, like he's finally like releasing that. Yeah, and she is afraid for once. And it's weird because, you know, after he's like gets over his like manic excitement, he kind of like calms down for a second and then he goes back to her like all soft and quiet, like, Don't be afraid, I promise, I swear I won't hurt you. Please don't be afraid, forgive me. And he's also yeah, it also says that he has a mask of ancient sadness, which I thought was a really good use like of I thought it was a really good use of diction there because Mm. like he he is ancient I mean he's not that ancient because we find out later (laughs) I'm mad about it it's fine we'll get there (laughs) but but abnormally like like beyond his age yeah which I think is really good and it's showing that like he's it's he knows that he's scary tormented soul kind of thing that he's got going on but it's just weird because he's coming back like, please don't be afraid. Please don't be afraid. Forgive me. But it's like all this time he's been saying, you should be afraid of me. You should be afraid <laughs> of me. And now he's like, no, after I just demonstrated all the reasons you should be afraid of me, please don't be. It's just anyway, a bit ignore weird. All of that. <laughs> yeah, it's just a bit weird. It's a bit um, um, dissonant. Mm-hmm. And... Because he loses control for a second. That's what starts this. And then he comes back. He's like, no, like, I'm fine. Sorry about that. But then instead he just goes, you know what would be fun? How about I just show her all my scary speed and strength instead of calming her down and then tell her not to be afraid. (laughs) I think that will be great. It's just a weird series of events. Like, I get that, you know, our friend Steph wanted to show off, like, how inhuman he really is. Because we haven't truly seen that. Like, we got the idea he was super fast because of the van incident. But we haven't seen mm-hmm. him purposely demonstrate that. We haven't really seen, like, him demonstrate his strength. Except that, like, oh, like, he, he appeared to stop the van. But that was all very much through the eyes of Bella. Of her not understanding what was happening. 
but this is now, no, this is what he can do. So I get that she wanted to show that. It just felt like the timing was really weird. <laughs> yeah, and it definitely, it felt uncharacteristic for him because he had been being like, like, please don't see me. Like, I, I, like, I am dangerous, but he's also just like, it's like, I'm controlling myself. See, and then he just like has this one moment where he's clearly not controlling himself. Yeah. It's like, okay, pick a side. Yeah. Take a stance. It, exactly. Um, so again, he talks about like how he should have left, but, and I, he should still leave, but he doesn't know if he can. It's just like, <sighs> uh, I'm so, I'm so bored. Like, I don't even want to talk yeah. about it. Like, I'm so yeah. bored. I'm bored of that too. It's, it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he like reminds her that like, it's not just her company he likes, like, like He's like, I am so dangerous. I am a, tra- I am attracted to your blood. You should be afraid. So oh, yeah. So I guess we should get into that. Is uh, uh. <laughs> he's trying to explain exactly why he says, you know, especially you. I'm more dangerous to you than I am to anyone else. And we've never really gotten that so formally spelled out into words. Mm-hmm. Um, before so Bella's like what does that mean and he says you know sorry I'm gonna have to use like food or like <laughs> an addict as an analogy but he says everyone mm-hmm. has a different smell a different essence which you know in theory makes sense um, sure why not and he's saying you know if you put an alcoholic in a room full of like stale beer you know they'd probably be happy to drink it but at the same time if they didn't want to they would be able to resist like if they're you know right right didn't want if they really truly didn't want to they would be able to but if you know you have the nicest hundred hundred year old brandy um it's super rare the whole room smells like it how easily would he be able to resist then and mm-hmm. um so he's saying like that's what bella is and <laughs> which God, explains i just i hate this whole you're like a drug yeah. analogy that happens so often yeah um yeah i've like <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna cut this up. Like I've personally been told that, and it's just like oh my so God. creepy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we can discuss. To be honest, <laughs> like, it I was and oh. and it was in a purely like sexual relationship too. It was weird. Anyway, oh God, <laughs> so it was it was weird. I, I was honestly, like I was like, am I supposed to be flattered or am I supposed uh, to be really disgusted? And I think I'm. I think I, think I should you're be disgusted. Supposed to be concerned. I should be concerned. Yeah, did not I? Yeah, stopped that pretty quick after. So, <laughs> but <laughs> anyway. like this comparison of like how he says you're like my own personal brand of heroin, um, has was one of those quotes that was widely shared and repeated over and over Ugh. and over again, and so I wonder because I mean I can't say for sure, but I do wonder if that prevalence led it to being a common analogy used later on down the road as some sort of romantic way to say that someone really likes you mm-hmm. or and i'm like did twilight start this because <laughs> i i mean it could have like it twilight definitely was very at least, like influential at its time that's why there were all those vampire stories that came out after twilight yeah i think it definitely at least like continued and boosted it into our current generations um because it was such an influential I don't, I don't like to call it a work, but, like, it is a work. It's a, it's a very influential work, even though it's, like, basically It's not exactly art. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, everything is art. It's whatever. It just doesn't, not necessarily, you know, um, whatever. Yeah, but we're, we're not going to go into discourse about what is art and what isn't art. <laughs> no, we are definitely not. 
But you know what? We are going to get into discourse about her stinkiness. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, this explains the stinkiness. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I've been laughing this whole time. Because you just keep saying, like, I don't know. Like, I guess she's stinky. I don't know. She smells bad <laughs> or something. And I'm like, it's kind of the opposite. It's that she smells so overwhelmingly delicious. <laughs> that he's like, oh fuck, I'm going to die. Uh, and that's why he had to like move away from her uh-huh. and stuff because she was just i don't know too she was like a ripe juicy steak placed right in front of him <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess so um but it's um, interesting because we start to hear more about his family now yes oh my god so exciting so he just gets into talking about like if this phenomenon happen like is common among like vampires the idea oh, of someone having yeah. a particularly like you know uh desirable smell to like one particular vampire because the thing is this is for him specifically it's not like his whole family is like oh shit like bella's blood is like the best blood ever it's like <laughs> a, a weird personal thing so he says that like his brother Emmett has actually had it happen to him twice and Bella goes oh so what did he do about it and it's like mm, well, well. <laughs> about that <laughs> those people didn't live Bella <laughs> we're not gonna talk about that one Izzy <laughs> like <laughs> which is a, a valid thing for him to be like oh god I don't want to talk about this because like that's literally his fear is like yeah, yeah that's, okay that's why it's is... so dangerous it's like that could literally happen to you Bella <laughs> yeah the thing is he says like this is not something I he like acts like it's not what he wanted to talk about but then he immediately after is like man i almost just killed you in front of a bunch of kids uh-huh. <laughs> like because he confesses that when they were in the biology class and he first was next to her and smelled her like he it was so hard for him to resist like just mm-hmm. killing her mm-hmm. in the class and then later not like not like, finding ways to go back. Not exactly. Like maybe he could lure her away, or like. And she was like, "Yeah, I would have gone yeah. with you." Yep. And he's like, "Yeah, that's why this is terrifying." And she's like, "Okay, I understand this a little bit more." <laughs> yeah. No, it. He really just completely is like, "Yeah, I mean, I thought about you know I could have killed a whole room full of cl- uh, students." And then he's like, "Oh, when we were in the office, when I was trying to get my schedule changed, and you came in, he he, he was thinking about how easily he could just off the secretary and then take Bella, like no right. problem, like which, which like." And then she says, "Bella thinks about how she is a she's sad that she was almost inadvertently responsible for the death of the office lady," and it's like, "No, yeah. you weren't. <laughs> it's not your this fault. Is not your fault. You just walked like." <laughs> This is victim it's, blaming. It's so annoying. <laughs> and she does it to herself too. And she's just yeah. like, oops, my bad. It definitely wasn't the vampire who likes to drink blood's fault. <laughs> yeah, jeez. God. And so Edward admits that the reason that he disappeared is because he literally like ran away. Like he didn't just mm-hmm. not go to school. He left the country. Like, well, I guess he left the country. But like at the same time, he's still in the United States. Cause yeah. Was Alaska. But either way, yeah. he escaped to Alaska. <laughs> he fled to Alaska and like hung out there with some old friends. But then he was ashamed, so he came back. And he was like, "What does she matter? She's just some random girl. I don't care." <laughs> like hyping himself <laughs> Which is up. So funny. Yeah. So he um, says that he came back, and then he decided like he would uh, make sure that he was well fed. Like basically every time that he went to school to mm-hmm. like make sure that he wasn't risking anything 
And then he knew he had acted, like, um, super weird because then all of a sudden, like, what is it? Um, oh, yeah, he said he knew he uh, was super weird the first day, so he tried to talk to her like <laughs> a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> which is how we get that that random where he all of a sudden is like so why are you here you don't like the rain blah 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 that whole thing he saves her life and of course there's the later i thought that i could say that i just wouldn't have been able to resist your blood if you had di- if you had gotten injured because of the scent but then he admits that at the time all he was thinking was just not her which is mm. so yeah. romantic i know <laughs> And then, oh my goodness, the next thing, I let, let me know if I read this wrong, but he had this huge fight with his family about, like, whether or not to kill Bella to just get it done. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's so... Oh my god. ...casually passed over. I even had to read that, like, three times myself. I was like, wait, what is he saying here? Because she doesn't even comment on it. No, she has. She says nothing. And I'm like, is it he said like, it oh, so cool. fast that like even she didn't pick up on it? Because it says like he like continued quickly. So I'm like, I don't know. Is he just like speaking so fast that she's not really like picking up on the full message of what he just admitted there? Because um, I guess I'll just read the, the exactly what he says is I fought with Rosalie, Emmett and Jasper uh, when they suggested that now was the time. The worst fight we've ever had. Carlisle sided with me and Alice. Esme told me to do whatever I had to in order to stay. Oof. Yeah. So Rosalie, Emma, and Jasper were like, team, get it over with because you're not going to be able to hold out forever. Which, team, I don't know. Team Edward? Team Jacob? Oh, no. Team no. Kill Bella. <laughs> yeah. Which, I don't know. I guess Emmett's coming from a place of like where he couldn't resist. Um, I don't know about Rosalie and Jasper. But I guess they're more concerned about him, like, exposing their secret somehow or, like, and they're going to have yeah. to move because he's going to break fair, at, like, it the worst possible time. Yeah, to be fair, it is totally. It can damage them as well. It's definitely not. He, and he yeah. talks about that. That's definitely not just he could get in trouble. Like, he could get them all in trouble. It's just so, so like, crazy to me that they're having, like, some sort of family vote on, like, whether or not <laughs> she should be killed. <laughs> he, he, like, realizes or he tells her that. It's a terrible thing because he wanted so desperately to kill her, but at the same time, he can't imagine her dead, that, that it would be unendurable. Yeah. So it's this weird, like, like juxtaposition, like, cognitive dissonance type, sort of, like, sort of, like, just, mm-hmm. he doesn't really, it's just conflicting in his head. Yeah, um, and he says that she's the most important thing to him now, the most important thing ever. Oh Which is just so much, so fast. It's so much. It's so much so fast. It really is. Um. Uh, so Bella says, yeah, and I couldn't stay away from it either. Um, I'm an idiot. And he says, yep, you are. <laughs> so funny. He's like, yeah, you're <sighs> fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, so then we get to uh, yet another classic Twilight cliche. And so the lion fell in love with the lamb, he said. What a stupid lamb, Bella sighed. What a sick, masochistic lion. That was also everywhere. That's it so was, stupid. I'm so sorry, but like, I really? No, I know. <sighs> I don't like it now, even reading it. It was just everybody using that goddamn quote. Like, it's so. <laughs> I don't know. It's not even just the cliche of it, it's 
the weird meta of it where Edward is looking like outside himself at the relationship and being like, ah, oh, yes. And so the lion fell in love with the lamb. And it's like, what are you doing? Narrating your own like life? Yeah, that's so true. It's like not even like the narrator is saying that. Like it's, no, he yeah. just says it out loud. Exactly. It's dialogue. That's what makes it weird. Okay. And then, of course, Bella's back to being like, you know, how can I make sure I don't do anything wrong? Because even though he's a vampire, I'm going to make sure I don't do anything wrong to trigger him. Because <laughs> oh she's, goodness, like, asking why he ran. And she's like, okay, like, I want to expose my throat. Um, she's like, I'm you know, so how- sorry. I just smell so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And then there's great where um, he... Uh, oh yeah, he touches the side of her neck and she sits very still and she says there's no, there was no feeling of fear. There were, however, other feelings, dot, dot, dot. And okay. I was like, horny feelings. <laughs> She's like, yeah, she felt a little jump down there, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. Also, but... like, I couldn't tell if he was just like placing like the, the back of his hand on her neck or if he was just like lightly choking her. <laughs> and I was like, um... This is a teen book, please. <laughs> you know, there's another way to put your hand on the neck that is neither of those, where it's just cupping like the neck, you know? <laughs> okay, but that's to, wait, what do you mean cup? Because that's just, just, I feel like that's just choking without the pressure. No, there's no thumb at the front. It's just like your oh, just hand like, that's around weird. the neck. No, it's not. It's okay, tender. <laughs> okay. You said it's tender? Yeah. Eh, maybe I guess I feel like I, apparently I have to demonstrate this to you at some point. I know I'm trying to do it to myself right now. If you could see me, it'd be really funny. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna do it right now. Get on video, right? Hang on. Oh, you I can, can watch. Fly. You can watch me. So, like, <laughs> imagine the hand going like this. Oh, okay. You know what? And I it's get just it. like nice. <laughs> That's better. Yeah, this is where I was like, this, this absolutely just felt like. I should be reading this in a fan fiction and not like talking about it on a podcast or like in real life ever. I feel like I should be reading this at like 2 a.m. and then right, like putting where you it don't away. Tell anybody and then... what you read because you're ashamed that you've been reading this. Yes. At 2 and in I the just morning. like, I'm just like, and I like stay up really late and I have to get up early to go to like school or something. And yeah. I just like read this stupid fan fiction and I'm just like I cannot tell anyone about this shame ever this is what this feels like and it's a book that was published for people to read around (laughs) yeah because this whole part is what I think is like supremely intimate like this is like like I mean kudos because at the same time it's like this is how you do like intimacy without it necessarily having to be sex related yeah Yeah. because it's you know it's him feeling the hollow at the base of her throat, you know, his skin against hers, sliding down the sides of her neck, um, skimming his nose across her collarbone, his face pressed against her chest. And it's like, it's very intimate and tender. And it just makes you feel like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm reading this right now. I need to, (laughs) I need to calm down right now. (laughs) It's like, this is getting spicy, but not because it's like, it's like Mormon spicy. (laughs) It is. Yeah. It's totally, it's, I totally see Oh but yeah, like, my my next my next note was spicy. Like I enjoyed it, and I'm just like, should I have enjoyed that? What <laughs> I'm conflicted. <laughs> yeah, my next note was this is so tense and so Mormon. God, just kiss already. Because <laughs> I'm like, I, they got so close to kissing earlier, and then mm-hmm. they've just like been just like 
because touching each other's collarbones yeah so first he says on this part be very still he whispered and then he does all that touching and then a page later bella goes uh don't move and it's like all they do is keep standing still as the other person like touches them right (laughs) um but speaking of don't move, uh, that line where she says don't move, immediately afterwards, it says he closed his eyes, became as immobile as stone, a carving under my hand. And so I kind of wanted to draw attention to the repeated references we've had, at, especially at this point, of him being like stone, a marble statue. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think at one point, maybe I'm wrong, it says like, you know, there's like warmth as if like, you know, a rock has been sitting left in the sun, for example, like his skin feels a bit warm compared to usual. And I think that in this instance, if you, like, are drawing the analogy of, like, some sort of, like, whatever the vampire transformation is, is, like, it freezes them in a sense of, like, turning them into a living statue. The mm-hmm. the sparkling part doesn't feel quite as weird <laughs> when you think about it yeah. that way. Because That's totally fair. Because think about, like, you know, deposits of mineral and stone and it's sparkling in the sun. I think it kind of matches up with that if you keep that kind of perspective of like this is what a vampire is in this world. So it it works. It's just supremely cheesy the way she does it. (laughs) Yes. I do see that a little bit. Yeah. That makes sense. I still think the sparkly thing is stupid, but whatever. (laughs) I think it's a bit over the top the way it's done. Um, Because like think about like, you know, just the random light catching like a mineral in a stone versus like straight up it looks like there's thousands of diamonds in his skin because he's so sparkly it reminds me of that like used like from like bath and body works or like justice or something like that where you'd get that body mist that Mm -hmm. just deposited like the most sickly sweet smell and then like gallons of glitter just onto your skin and i was like oh so this this is what vampires are in this world is they're just covered with justice body mist (laughs) yeah because they smell so sweet and inviting and they're sparkly this you've solved it (laughs) yeah so that's my theory is that they're all just using justice body mist um we talked about like being a human i don't know if that was oh he talks about there being other hungers hungers that he doesn't understand that are foreign to him and i'm like you mean the horny kind so you just got a boner like (laughs) we get it a boner for the first time in however many years okay 90 something yeah yeah Uh, Uh, oh and then so he says okay like i guess it's time to go back and then he says i'll show you how i travel in the forest and she asks if he'll turn into a bat which like (laughs) this just made me think of that uh that part in Harry Potter when Snape has like the thing where he like sort of like flies away and they wonder if he turned into a bat anyway. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the flapping of his cape makes them wonder like if he can turn into a bat because it's like, um, yeah, the... it's either, it's either in the book or it's just, they talked about it a lot in Potterless. <laughs> That's why I listened to that as well. You it just, it might just be right about that. that. So at this point I wasn't mad that they hadn't kissed yet. Um, yeah, right. But then they go to travel, and uh, Edward becomes Sonic, which is so crazy. I had no Gotta idea go Sonic was the, in this universe. <laughs> you should have told me. What a great surprise um, for me. Huge Sonic fan. Noted Sonic fan, Cameron. Um, <laughs> it's out there. 
so yeah, she climbs onto his back and he runs super fast through the forest and Bella, of course, is not only clumsy but also starts to get motion sick. Yes, because... and also when when she, when it says and then he was running, the only thing I could think of was that song the running running and running 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 and running running and I was just imagining that playing as they go through the woods. <clears throat> And also uh, Edward Sonic. And it was I just like a complete picture. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny um, what soundtracks they use in the movie. But, Please. Um... God. That would be the best thing ever. <laughs> uh, so uh, she's basically sick after. And she's like, oh my god, I need to lie down. He's like, oh, sorry. He's like, and... wasn't that so fun? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. now he tells her to keep still again basically and he starts to lean in and we have the horniest moment (laughs) yeah i wrote bella is so horny lmao in all caps i highlighted it and in my thing i can put comments attached to my highlight and so i just highlighted that section and then just put horny next to it and nothing else so yeah here's what happens edward hesitates and she notes that it's not like the human way of like oh does she want me to do it or not it's like him stealing himself to like okay like don't bite her (laughs) this is a kiss (laughs) um and then as soon as his lips meet hers she like jumps him like full-on jumps him her breathing is wild her fingers not in his hair her lips part she wraps her, her herself around him and then immediately he just like completely turns to stone as it says in the text and uh he pries her away from him and just like grips her by the wrists like a guilty child is how i see it yes and she's just like haha oops <laughs> And he says that's an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) Except the thing is, like, it's not even her just being horny. Like, he has to stop because otherwise he's going to lose control because he's a vampire. But Mm -hmm. it even says, like, his eyes were wild. His jaw clenched. Like, he's he's also just like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. (laughs) Yes, he's definitely, like, it's funny because for him it's like, he is horny, and he also wants to drink her blood. <laughs> yeah, like the two of them battling <laughs> in his head. <laughs> oh, oh I just smacked my knee on my desk. Ow! Oof! <laughs> Oof ow! Ouchie! Uh, so yes. she's still like wrapped around him mostly, and then she's like, "So should I like um remove myself?" And he's like, "No, no. Wait a minute. I got this. I got this." <laughs> he's like, "Okay. First of all." Thirst under control, check. Boner under control, check. <laughs> In that order. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, it's Priorities. more important not to kill her, <laughs> but then, secondary. Yeah, not have a boner. <laughs> yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. So yeah, the um, first their first kiss happened, and it was wild. <laughs> yeah, but I did go. I did note finally a kiss. Yeah. He again doesn't let her drive. <laughs> yeah. He says that she's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny because uh he says uh friends don't let friends drive drunk and she's like what drunk he's like you're intoxicated by my very presence and he's like grinning about it and she's and like yeah, no again. you're right <laughs> and then she does the most 
relatable thing. Oh my goodness. It's so funny. Cause he goes, you're intoxicated by my very presence. And she's like, Ugh, I guess. And then she get, lets him have the keys. And then there's like a pause. And she just goes, well, are you not affected at all by my presence? <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, this is me. <laughs> this is 100. Like, say it back. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, I like you, but like, don't you like me too? <laughs> but even like more so. And then it's, I don't, I, okay. I said, I actually put a note at this part. I said, shit, this hits good because he doesn't answer at first. And then he just bends his face down and brushes his lips slowly along her jaw from ear to chin back and forth. And I'm just like, oh shit. That's the the fucking good shit right there. That's the good shit. You got me, Steph. (laughs) Yep. Yep. You did it. Good job. So chapter 14, Mind Over Matter. Finally, we get some information. Yeah. This is age oh this is also good so they're driving uh because the chapters are pointless here it just immediately cuts like continuing on the same scene <laughs> like there was no point in having a break at all <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um that's one thing i keep noting is like there's like almost never an actual break between the chapters it just continues the same scene and i'm like why is there a chapter break here <laughs> anyway um, anyway wow what a great writer <laughs> yeah so he's singing to 50s music which is great um and she's like this is a song i've never even heard before and he knew every line and so mm-hmm. he goes on about how oh music in the 50s is good much better than 60s or the 70s Ugh, the 80s were bearable <laughs> <laughs> which is so funny and she's just like uh are you gonna tell me how old you are like I'm getting hints now. Like, obviously, you've been around since at least the 50s. Yes, and, and I'm like, I would like to know, too. Like, I'm right here with her. I'm just like, thank you, please, give me. And so we get the answer. He was born in Chicago in 1901. Which, okay, it's fine. I I wanted him to be older. I thought that would have been a lot more fun. But, you know, it's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll recover. I did like it, though. Uh, because it totally the Debussy then completely makes sense because Debussy was in like the late 1800s and early 1900s so I'm just like aha this is why he liked Debussy I mean of course it could be any reason but that's why that's what I noticed and I was excited about (laughs) no but that actually has a bit of significance to his actual like time period (laughs) but I was saying how it's weird that um he was born in 1901 and I, people started talking about him being 108 years old and I'm like that would put it 2009 I'm like so are you just saying he's 108 years old because right now we're in 2009 <laughs> I'm like I don't like the book isn't taking place right now that's so <laughs> like, weird and I never really questioned it I was just like haha yeah he's 108 but I'm like looking at it now I'm like where do people get that from yeah so he was in the hospital mm-hmm. at in the summer of 1918, dying of the Spanish influenza, which is, ooh, parallels I know, to our the current life. timing on this is incredible. <laughs> yep, we are currently, like, I mean, I feel like part of the reason we did this is because, like, this podcast is because we're in quarantine because of the coronavirus. Yeah, um, we're COVID-19. facing another pandemic so... in 2020. Um so it was you know, just very funny that he was, it was just like, ah, from pandemic to pandemic, we are here. Yeah, exactly. And it's really funny is because 
Um, I started seeing memes of this pop up um, kind of around the time that the pandemic was really starting to like blow up a bit around here is pictures of like there'd be pictures um, that girls post of like themselves in like bed or something and looking like pale and then the caption would be like Carlisle I'm waiting for you <laughs> please <laughs> and he's gonna come save you from the pandemic by turning you into a vampire <laughs> Uh, that's so really I just funny. thought that was like so timely. I'm like, wow, Twilight's really coming back in a big way yep. in 2020. This is so it's weird. The, it's the Twilight Renaissance. It is. Completely saying that. Truly. It absolutely is. <laughs> so she asked about his parents, and he said that they had actually already died from the same disease, and he was alone, which is why Carlisle chose him because he was yep. dying alone anyway. And up until that point, Carlisle had been alone. He didn't have like. I don't know, a family, another a little vampire family that he has now. Uh, Bella asks, how did he save you? And I'm like, come on, Bella, put, put two and two together. He, dumb. He, like, <laughs> he turned him into a vampire. That's how. Um, <laughs> and he says that it takes, like, restraint to accomplish it. So, like, Carla has always been, like, really good at that. So he was able to. Um, and Edward just says it was really, really painful. Yeah, so... My theory is like it's like same some level of where it's like you are like sucking all the blood out of them, but you have to like do just so much less or something like that. Mm. So that because like it's painful, and the way he's talking about it, you have to have restraint. So it's like he's doing what he wants to do, which is feed but he can't yeah. do it like all the way or actually get the satisfaction from it. You have to like do the action. Cause you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, you, they bite you and you turn into a vampire. Wow. Like, Absolutely. <laughs> um, like that, I do know that much about vampire lore. I'm not yep. under Good a rock you. in that one. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the, like the one thing. Um, so I'm assuming it's something like that where it's like the restraint is related to like making sure that you don't actually kill them in the process. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, you just be like, oopsies, just took a little sip. <laughs> yeah, because we all know, My like, bad. we all know if they, like, you have to bite in order to turn, but at the same time, they also have to bite in order to feed, so right. you're so really like, oh. threading the needle there. Yeah, but then I was just wondering, like, if it's painful just because the transformation is weird, or because he's, like, taking some blood, or who knows, mm-hmm. or if it's just, like, ouch, I, I was bit in the neck. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah that makes sense. <laughs> My thing would be, um, my I mean I've read it before but my only thought with this of it not just being about getting bitten is that he says it was very very painful and it's like mm-hmm. okay like a bite is only so painful like I think he's trying to emphasize something more exactly um, so here's I think where we should where I should say that um another thing I think I know is that Bella turns into a vampire at some point don't confirm or mm-hmm. deny but like mm-hmm. I realized that I didn't put that out there, but I was like, I'm pretty sure she becomes a vampire. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, I, don't, don't tell me your yes or no. Yeah, but no, I'm I just won't. like, in my brain, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure she becomes yeah, a vampire. Yeah, no, it's good to put that out there because you, you said that you'd probably remember more as you read. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Putting that so, down in the books. <laughs> yep. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, and she asks if you have to be dying in order to actually become a vampire because his next story is how um, Carlyle found Esme, which mm-hmm. um, she fell from a cliff and um, she was presumed dead on arrival to the hospital, but her heart was still beating. So Carlyle again turned her. Which is crazy. How did that? I guess it's like 
the early 1900s and things are different. But like, what? How do you not realize that her? I guess they say they brought her straight to the hospital morgue. Yeah. So like they they were just like mm, rip. Yeah, <laughs> they're like no way someone could have survived did this. No one rip. bother checking her pulse like. Even well, once. I mean, should we get into women's rights in the 1900s? Uh, women's health? Uh, you know, fair, fair. D- male points. doctors just being like, well, it's a woman. She's probably dead. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you're upset? It's definitely a ghost inside you. And you're hysterical. And also, you're, yeah. you know, you maybe you a witch. That's a little earlier, but you know what I mean. <laughs> All of those. Um, yeah. But no, Edward says that it's kind of Carlisle's thing is he tries to do it to someone who would have no other choice. Um, so then we find out that Rosalie was brought uh, because <laughs> Carlisle was playing matchmaker and hoped to give so, Edward a girlfriend. It's so funny. Yeah. So I do like how cool Carl is. And yes, I will be calling him Carl because oh. <laughs> Carlisle is too fancy and I think he needs to be knocked down a peg. We can um, just call him Daddy Colin. That works too. That's those, yeah, those two are fine. Um, okay. So I think he's super cool. First of all, in that the, the, he only does it to people who don't have another choice. That's very, you know, humane of him. Mm-hmm. But then also this matchmaking stuff is so funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, he's like, well, it's like, I can just imagine him like coming home with her and he's just like look look how pretty i brought you a present she's blonde (laughs) yeah right and she loves nice cars (laughs) yeah i guess like i get what he's going for there like he probably like oh like saw whatever was happening to her and was like oh shit like i'm gonna try and rescue her but then coincidentally he's like hey you know you know she's she's another young attractive lady like around your age maybe you'll be interested in her. Like, it definitely wasn't just right, like, right. she's hot. I'm going to take her as a vampire. Because, <laughs> like, we already <laughs> found out that he only does this to help save people, so. Right. But it did, it was, you know, I mean, it didn't work out, but it was like, he tried. It was, yeah, he tried. So it makes you wonder, like, how, like, you know, because before Edward, it said, like, he had, like, no family, basically. So, like, he must be, like, accustomed to the idea of loneliness. So he's like, oh, like, you know, I don't want Edward to feel like he doesn't have a companion. So, like, hopefully they'll hit it yeah. off. That'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, and, but no, I mean, instead she finds Emmett. They became sisters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Though they became brother and sister and so, which I think is still, like, he had a companion, just not that yeah. kind of companion. It's still which a I think familial relationship, which is also important. So then, yes, <laughs> but Rosalie finds Emmett about to be killed by a bear. Yeah. Which is <laughs> which hilarious. Is wild to me. <laughs> um... He was camping. When then, but she carries him back to Carlisle over a hundred miles because she was scared that she wouldn't have the strength to do it herself. And he also, Edward says, he's only beginning to guess how difficult that journey was. I mean, firstly, because like now he understands like that how it is with Bella. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's also like, I'm just thinking about that. Like even like if, yeah, like even without the vampire thing, just, like, carrying someone, a dying person, more than 100 miles. I mean, I know she can go faster. But, like, that's just a lot of commitment for a person that she didn't really know. And also, the plus the fact that he was probably bleeding profusely, and she yeah. did not She was strong. Drink. She's strong as hell. She's not yeah. just a pretty yeah. face. She's super cool. I'm a fan. 
But yeah, so they then... have to keep reliving the same, like, human kind of rites of passage over and over again. Like, the whole, like, oh, like, you have to go to high school and then graduate and then, like, get married. Like, they have to go through those phases and then just yeah. restart whenever they, like, need to again, I guess. I want to see when they all go to college. That's the dream. <laughs> oh, yeah. This should have been written from, like, a college perspective. It would have been so much more interesting. Oh, yeah. But then you wouldn't have Daddy Collins, so... Mm. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, there could be hospitals on campus. Like, it's true. true. There's so many possibilities for like a doctor being on campus anyway. Yes. So then Alice and Jasper are different. They both they he they refer to it as develop, developed a conscience, which I'm assuming just means they were like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't drink from humans. <laughs> yeah, like they did it on their own. They didn't have to be like taught like, hey, this is how like we live, and like you should try it. They were like, they, they, I guess, discovered it on their own. They mentioned that Jasper be- belonged to a very different kind of family, which I'm hoping we see them later because I am very curious about that because it seems yeah, very it's, ominous. It's also like, you know, it's kind of crazy, but like, how come, um, how come up until this point, like, Bella hasn't been like, you know, are there other people out there like you? Like, mm-hmm. are there other vampires? I don't know. It's just like, it's very, like, such a narrow perspective from her point of view of, like, it's Edward, 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 but it's, like, you just discovered vampires are real. Aren't you wondering how the whole world works right now? Like, this right. is groundbreaking. Exactly. So um. we get into fa- talking about, uh, like, their powers because uh, we learned that Alice can see the future. It's super cool. I like I like the whole, you know, futures and set in stone, so she sees what could happen Mm-hmm. Or things that are coming, but it's all subjective. And it very much reminds me of, like, something like tarot or something like that. Oh, where yeah. it's, like, it's not set in stone and you can change it by being able to see these. I I, I enjoy tarot and I read tarot sometimes. So it was just like, oh, it's like that. <laughs> no, but, yeah, I like this interpretation of the future. It's not like your fate is determined. Um, mm-hmm. It's, like, it's determiners, determinism versus free will. And it's like, no, like, you still have free will to change the future. I'm just going to get the best prediction of, based on the path you're on now, what the future would like for that path. Yes, So, like, exactly. if you made a completely different decision, like, and that path branches off, like, she'd be able to see that option as well. Yeah, I think that's super cool. I, I really like that um, idea of seeing the future. And I yeah. like that, that you can still have your free will in this. Um, and how is that going to play overall, like, into the series and stuff? Yeah. Like, that's a pretty wild power. I know. It's, it's extremely powerful, like, to have that. So I'm very interested in how that's is uh, yeah, played out. And I hope just, it's not, like, overlooked. <laughs> yeah, it's not just vampires. It's, like, superpower vampires. Yeah, it's like, oh, great. We didn't have enough with normal vampires. We just have to give them, you know, future reading. What is it? Uh, I don't uh, know. Precog. That's not the word I was looking for, but that's really smart. So yes, precognition. (laughs) (laughs) So this is kind of a a little tease where she asks about Alice then, like, oh, Jasper came from another family, so where did Alice come from? And Alice is a mystery because she doesn't remember her human life, but she also doesn't know who turned her. She just awoke alone. It's so, that's so weird. I am very, I, this also seems like, the type of thing where it's like setting up to happen later, if not in this book, then at some point. Um, and I'm hoping it's not one of those things that, you know, some bad writers do where they set something up and then don't ever come back to it. 
Um, I'm really hoping that there's actually payoff with this because that is really interesting and I'm very curious about it. Uh, so what happens next? Oh, they go inside. Um, and he admits that he spied on her again because oh my goodness she's like how did you open the door he's like oh i used i used the key that was hidden here and she's like um i didn't tell you about that key he says what else is there to do at night (laughs) which is oh my goodness because like i was i wanted to know about like you know their basement frat parties with their pool table and i wanted them to all be having a good time but no edward is spending his nights out behind a tree, watching Bella sleep. Yep. Uh, I know. You were so excited to be like, oh, like, what goes on, like, when vampires are staying up all night? And this is why he wouldn't tell her, because all he was doing was, um, hanging out here, like a creepy yes. vampire. Ugh, and it's just like, and this is, again, they're way too attached to each other. And he was doing great with this, like, up until now, too, is that he they were having a great time. And then he had to go mm. be weird and be like, yeah, and I watch you every night. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. He says he comes there almost every night. And he says that she's interesting when she sleeps because she talks in her sleep. And this is the <laughs> same reaction that we had out of her when she found out that he listened in on her during gym class, where she's supremely embarrassed because she's like, oh, my God, like, I talk in my sleep. Um, this is so private. This is so embarrassing. And he is like, oh, are you, are you mad at me? And it's like, yes, of course she is. Yes. Yes, she is. This is a massive invasion of privacy. Yeah. And then she's like, it depends on what you heard. And then he like goes into this big speech where he tells her about like how she misses her mother and she's worried about her. And she can't sleep as well when it's raining. And she talks about, she used to talk about home a lot. And he mm-hmm. like, it's, it's annoying because this is clearly supposed to be kind of sweet, but it's not. It's fucking creepy because this is private and he should not know this shit. Yep. It's so, uh, ugh. and it's like, it's that sort of thing where it's like, it's that fan fiction where you could like let it slide if it's like. If it's like a fanfic or something like that, because it's just like, it's like yeah, oh, I guess to make it interesting. But if it's like a, a novel, like I just don't want yeah. it. <laughs> I guess the idea here is that like it's the idea that like oh well you know it's not some random guy who's just like stalking outside her house hoping to get her attention. Like you know he's a vampire and he can't sleep at night, so like you know he's already in love with her. So like that's why it's framed as like you know he just can't get enough of her. It's totally innocent because he never did anything to her. But it's still a bit like. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because I'm just thinking like they weren't dating at that point. Sure, he was in love with her, but yeah. like I'm just thinking like no, yeah. If someone together, I was talking was to, official. or like my partner, even like someone who was my partner but I didn't live with, like watched me at night and like listened yeah. to me talk in my sleep, that's fucking terrifying. And oh I, yeah, I'm not trying ugh. to like deny that it's like creepy in some way. I'm just saying oh, like, yeah. I think the way that it's framed is the idea that it's like, oh, well, you know, he's not human. So like, of course he's like, you know, this is, maybe this is romance for like a vampire who can't sleep. So like, he's so mm-hmm. in love that like, you know, he'll spend his entire night just watching her because he has nothing else to do. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing is too, is she's not actually mad that he watched her. 
Because <sighs> I think if she was in the reverse position, she would be totally inclined to do the same because she's actually just as obsessed. Yep, she's yep. only mad because of the fact that almost in the same way as the gym class incident, he was in a way reading her mind by taking advantage of the fact that she talks in her sleep. Right. That's right. the part that she's really mad about is the fact that like, oh my God, like you heard my most private thoughts while I was sleeping. Yeah. And um, not even like those thoughts, but the fact that she also dreamed about him and she said his name because she yeah. knows she's been dreaming about him a lot. And if she talks in her sleep, then she probably talks about him in her sleep. And so it definitely seems like she's more concerned about him knowing her thoughts on him through her dreams than anything else. Yeah, exactly. Which is and, concerning in and of itself. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, don't be self-conscious. If I could dream, it would be about you too. I'm not ashamed of it. Uh, I guess, whatever. I just don't, but, I'm just like, I don't get it. I dream about, like, the weirdest things. I'm yeah. not, like, it is definitely, like, a level of, se- of obsession to dream yeah. about someone every single night. And you get why um, he does it too, because for him, this is like his one chance to hear what she's thinking because she's asleep and like he can't read her mind. So like, you know, for him, this is like such like a form of like, oh my God, like I could finally hear some sort of glimpse of like what's going on in her head because she's speaking what's happening in her dreams. So that's why it's so like alluring to him. Mm -hmm. But, and I'm not saying you this but like at the same time it's like that makes it creepier because she's not consenting to this yeah to like you being and she's literally asleep and she doesn't know that he is around and hearing her talk in her sleep mm-hmm. so it's just like this level of like like you're not supposed to be there and she feels safe because you're not there but you are and that's like infringing on her privacy so mm-hmm. it's creepy we can move on though <laughs> yeah so her dad comes home and she's trying like very very hard to be like low key about everything because she didn't tell Charlie that she was going to hang out with Edward mm-hmm. and but it's funny because she's such a bad liar so like it sounds like she's just trying to like get rid of him because he's apparently being observant now Charlie is and he's like so are you in a hurry to go somewhere <laughs> you don't have any plans tonight are you sure you also... don't have any plans tonight yeah because it's also like the night of the dance and so he's wondering if she's gonna go sneak out to do something yeah um, it's very funny it's very funny it's also very cop dad vibes <laughs> yeah. because he definitely thinks that she's gonna sneak out mm-hmm. um, uh, we do have to pause for a second because uh, she's heating up lasagna right and she fills two glasses with milk, uh-huh. full of milk, to drink. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is a problem. Why? People shouldn't drink milk, just like straight up. I'm do you sorry, drink do you milk? Have something against milk? I love drinking milk. You drink glasses of milk, full glasses of milk. Just, yeah. Just, I don't, All the time. I don't think I know you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't, I cannot... I, first of all, I mean, I'm like, I think I'm vaguely lactose intolerant. So that's one thing. But also milk is just gross to drink on its own. No sane person does this. This is actually. I know several people that do this. And it's always, there's a complete, like, this is actually like one of the greatest divides I've found in terms of opinions is whether or not milk is gross and whether or not you like drink it just for fun on its own yes i actually made people feel very strongly about this it's never like (laughs) oh like i don't mind it but i just wouldn't choose it it's like this is disgusting or i love it those are the only sides (laughs) 
I didn't. Just and is just gross. It's, it's so, so gross. good. <laughs> <laughs> Our divide. <laughs> I know. So oh, well. funny. So that just made me uncomfortable personally, but I suppose it's fine for some people. So. Uh, so she runs up to her room and she uh, opens her um, window and then she like looks out into the night and just whispers, Edward. <laughs> and then he's already <laughs> in the room and just goes, yes. <laughs> so funny. And uh, he's just like vibing on her bed too. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like got his hands behind his head. He's smiling, just hanging out. <laughs> it's, it's so It's so good. It's very good. And... He says, like, oh, come sit with me. And then she sits for a second. She's like, mm, actually, I've been out all day. Can I have a minute to be human? So she's like, I want to, like, brush my teeth, shower, like, change, whatever. Um, right. Which... And also, like, make a point to Charlie about the fact that she is, like, showering and getting ready for bed. Yeah. Um, because clearly he thinks that she's sneaking out or he suspects it so she's like needs to prove to him that she's not by like having her hair be all wet and wearing like this ratty t-shirt yeah because uh when she says like good night to him the first time she says see you in the morning she makes a note of saying like you know in her head as an aside see you creeping into my room tonight at midnight to check on me (laughs) um but yeah she makes a point like after she showers and puts on her sweatpants to like go back down for him to see her to be like oh wait you're he did look startled too. He was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, was I wrong? Weird." She seemed like to be acting like she was like super hyped up about something. He's not wrong. She's just not going anywhere. Uh, he says that it's mind over matter because she's like, "How come it seems so easy for you to like be around me now?" Like he's like much more com- like comfortable just like touching her casually, um, whatever. And he just says, "Mind over matter." Chapter title. Ayo. <laughs> Um, and he's just like as soon as he decided that it wasn't going to happen and he wasn't going to kill her it just became so he's like well you know i've already been through this much it's not going to happen now i've already gone this far so it's fine which Which is like it's pretty valid great great resolve like good on him Um, so then we get to one of the great conversations of these two chapters (laughs) is he says that um he's so surprised by like the like human emotions that are kind of coming back to him now that he's like engaging in a very human relationship Mm -hmm. and one of those is jealousy of course (laughs) classic (laughs) so he was struck by how like how much it bothered him the fact that mike asked her to the dance and he didn't recognize what it was and he didn't understand what she was thinking was it because she really didn't want to go with him or was it because she just was like doing this for Jessica? So uh, he was anxious for like what her reaction was gonna be, and also uh, for like, cause because she had like multiple guys after her yeah. too. It's just it's so good because it wasn't just entertainment for him. Like part of the reason that he was always around when it happened was because he was actually jealous and wondering what she would say because he doesn't know what she feels about him at this point so he's like is she gonna say yes to one of them is she interested in one of them yeah and because he's so used to reading minds also it's like this is even more agonizing because he's yeah not he should be able to know but like the way he works he should be able to know what she's thinking so it's just terrible for him (laughs) the one person he cares about he can't figure it out Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like okay join us like (laughs) this is how life is now and um, I made a joke about how um, uh, 
the the other boys, um, Mike, Eric, and Tyler, must have all been reporting back to each other. So like, <laughs> as each one gets rejected, like they're yeah. probably like, okay, like maybe I stayed a chance. And it turns out Edward was part of that all along, also being like, well, if she rejects all of them, maybe I have a chance. Right, right. Totally. <laughs> maybe that means she likes me. Maybe I stand a chance. Oh my god! And he's like, yeah, he's like that secret fourth member because you can just yeah. read their brains too. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He was a secret fourth member of the Bella Club then. Yeah, right. The Bella fan club. Yeah, they continue talking about jealousy. And she's like, that is so weird that you are jealous of me because, like, I have to be, like, I have to compete with Rosalie. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, you know what? I get it. Like, clearly he doesn't feel anything for her. And clearly they're, like, siblings. But it's totally that thing where she, like, He's still new to her, and sh- and Rosalie is still new to her, so she doesn't know their intentions. And it's like that yeah. sort of, you are reassured that they're just friends, but like in the back of your head, you're like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, like what's yeah, happening? Yeah, you're like, what if? Um, exactly. And exactly. he does explain, like, you know, Rosalie is really beautiful, um, but, like, there's, like, no competition. He says that he was wa- he's walked among his kind and humans all the time, thinking that he was totally fine on his own. And not realizing that all this time it was because he was waiting for Bella because she wasn't alive yet, which is just, you know, it really, it's so cheesy, but yeah, Yeah. I do think it's cute. I, yeah, I like this a lot because it wasn't like creepy cute anymore for once he was just being sweet. So I was like, yes, finally, you did something good. Yeah, we like that. And she says, oh, that's not fair. Like, you had to wait all this time. I just, you know, I've, I've been alive 17 years and I'm, I'm happy now. And he's like, mm, I wouldn't say it's not totally un- like unfair because you're risking your life every single time that you're with me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. It I just got to remind you of that one. <laughs> they have, like, and I think this is important because clearly Charlie coming in to check on her breaks this up and, like, stops this conversation in its tracks, which mm. is that he talks about you only have to turn your back on nature, on humanity. What's that worth? Like, so it's sort of that implication that like, if she's going to be with him, like she has to turn turn away away from humanity, humanity. which is like, hmm. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's actually good because then she says like, what do you mean? It's not worth anything. I don't feel deprived of anything. And he says, not yet. And his voice was abruptly full of ancient grief. Yes. And I'm like, what? (sighs) Like, how do you know? I mean, like, he knows because of himself, I guess. Yeah. But, like, like I'm just... I guess the idea is, like, he's thinking, like, you know, you're saying that now, but, like, there's so much life has to offer, and, you know, I know what I miss out of life mm-hmm. from being a vampire, so... Totally. Uh, so, yes, then Charlie comes in. Yeah. Great moment she... where she's terrible at pretending <laughs> to be asleep. <laughs> Uh, and he like makes fun of her too he's like you're a terrible actress don't go into that career (laughs) (laughs) and then she's like i can't sleep when you're around so he's like all right what do you want to do then and i'm like uh this is where you're supposed to be horny and make out and do other things i know i literally i literally put like in my notes what do you want to do bro she wants to fuck obviously damn (laughs) like get it through your head But that's how you know it's freaking Mormon because, like, instead of being like, oh, like, we're alone and we're in my bedroom together and I can't sleep, so they're just like, let's keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, she still, like, she didn't even make a move, which is like, yeah. that's not realistic. We saw how she reacted to a kiss and exactly. now she's alone with him on her bed. Come on. Um, 
but so she asks why um, they do it, like resisting what they are and not drinking human blood. And he's like, honestly, a good question. Um, Basically, like they're trying to reclaim their humanity. um, And, you know, just because they've been dealt a certain hand doesn't mean they can't choose to rise above it. And she's like, in odd silence over him like oh my god edward you're so strong <laughs> and she's like and he meanwhile he's like um did you fall asleep so because <laughs> he's just like wow you're so amazing and he's like shit i fucking bored her <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, and then they talk about um what they vampire like bring powers. over yeah from their lives into their vampire life which i totally predicted somewhat um, so they talk about how why can Carlisle... he read minds and why can Alice see the future? Right. And yeah, Carlisle brought his compassion, which is like, mm, lame power. <laughs> yeah, boring. <laughs> and Esme brought her ability to love passionately and it brought his strength, which I called because I was like, oh, the muscly one. Big, yeah. big boy. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rosalie brought her tenacity or he calls it pig-headedness <laughs> <laughs> so i just want to say that you were wrong about rosalie because you thought she had some sort of like magnetic attracting power and yeah I'm no like, she's no, just she's hot. just really hot <laughs> <laughs> she's just hot that's it like full stop <laughs> so but jasper the last one is he had he was charismatic and now he's able to influence people um to feel like manipulate emotions which is crazy it's that crazy, is right? so powerful yeah you don't think it is because it's like such like a subtle thing but like the ability to like keep people calm or like make people like react in like a friendly happy way towards you or right. like whatever that might be yeah very cool i wish we like were seeing more of it already because i'm like damn like jasper I yeah i would this. like to see it <laughs> Yeah, and then so instead of, like, actually making a move, she's just like, let's talk about sex. (laughs) Yeah. So she asks, she starts it by asking if Rosalie and Emmett getting married is the same as it is for humans, which I was like, like, Bella. That's so Mormon. Are you waiting for marriage, you absolute loser? (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that in reality, but also, come on. That's how you know, like, this is so Mormon, is not only the idea of, like, waiting for marriage, but the idea that in order to talk about sex, she's using marriage as a euphemism. Right. And, and as, like, like, a three-way like to get to like it. Like, those are the two things that go hand in hand. Because <laughs> so she says, like, oh, is marriage the same as it is for humans? And at first I was like, why would marriage be different? I don't get it. Like, it's, it's still, like, vows and everything. And I was like, oh, right, I know. It took me sex. a second, My too. God. <laughs> she's... <laughs> He's like, uh, I don't know if she's like, well, you and me someday, like, haha, we could maybe fuck. And he yeah. goes, mm, I don't, I don't think that would be possible for us. And this is where we get back to my theory of Edward's dick killing her. <laughs> <laughs> We've come full circle. We're back. Yeah, he says, um, like, you know, him losing control over his thirst is definitely a problem, but it's not even just that. It's that, like, we've seen his super strength now and how he can, like, 
smash trees and all that. And he's like, you're so soft. I could literally like break you by accident if I lost control. In other words, if he got way too into the sex, yeah, if he's then like he would nutting. just forget to be, yeah. <laughs> he's like nutting and he's like, oh, fuck. And then he like crushes her skull. Crush- <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, Bella. And then he looks down. Oh, fuck, Bella. <laughs> so are you scared and she's like no i'm fine <laughs> she's like what a way to go i'd be down she's like that's a, she's like that is the best way to go <laughs> you know what i get it i get it <laughs> and then we have the amazing teenager talk of like where he goes so have you ever <laughs> and she's like no i've never i've never felt like this about anyone before not even close and uh, he's like, oh yeah, I just know like love and lust don't always keep the same company, aka like maybe you had friends with benefits. I don't know, like people be mm. horny. I understand yeah. that. I read like, their I, minds I, I all can. day, Bella. <laughs> <laughs> I know what they're thinking. He says, that's nice. We have that one thing in common at least. There we go. So all he right. just admits that he's never had sex before. What a loser. <laughs> He's been around He's over for a hundred years. Bro. <laughs> Bro. I get like that it's actually vampire. because... I get that it's like, I suppose he didn't have sex before he was gonna die of the flu. Yeah. And then he never had sex again because the thing with Ro- Rosalie obviously didn't work out. And I guess he never met any vampires he liked and he was afraid to kill a human. So, like, I get it, but also, come on. <laughs> like, it's been a hundred yeah, years. Yeah, like, I get it, but at the same time, like, you're vampires and you're that way for eternity. Like, you'd think that there'd be more just, like, fucking for fun. Can you imagine? You know? Can you imagine going a hundred years without having sex no i would i think i'd die (laughs) it's just like because he was like oh like i never knew like those desires didn't exist for me like i'd I'd, you know probably an idea of like oh i didn't know what i was missing which like on one hand yes but at the same time you're stuck in a 17 year old's body um yeah and also like rosalie and emmett are right there and yeah and alice and jasper are together right so they're also right there he can read all of their thoughts (gasps) So he's like, he's like, he can hear what his sister, yeah. basically his sister is thinking while she's having, ew. Gross. Yeah. Gross, 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 gross. Also like his surrogate dad because Carlisle and Esme. Right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the implications are just wild. They yeah. really go off the rails. Oh my goodness. They really do. Um, but then but she's says, like. I may not be a human, but I am a man. Yeah, because she, <laughs> she's like, are you? Do you find me attractive in that way at all? Like she's like making sure, and he's like, oh no, 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 don't worry. I'm still, I'm still a man. <laughs> I, I, I still get boners. Don't worry. Yes, <laughs> it happened several times today. Don't you remember? <laughs> yeah, I had to like book it out of there for a sec. <laughs> but yeah, it just. I think that one statement of like, it's you know, that's nice. We have that one thing in common, at least. And he sounded satisfied. It's the stupid, like, you know, I'm glad that you haven't had sex because I haven't either. And I want you to remain pure for me. Yes. Yeah. And I want my girlfriend to be pure and a virgin. It's just like, ugh, come on. The Mormon's popping out, Stephanie. (laughs) So on that wonderful note, um, this chapter pretty much comes to a close. Yeah. Pretty Um, abruptly. She's just like, 
hmm, I guess I'm going to sleep. And then she falls asleep. I said this in the last episode. I'm going to say it again. I want it to pick up. I want there to be more danger, more like actual action other than just sitting in a field (laughs) and like touching each other's arms. Um, I forgot to say that specifically the the whole like meadow thing. um, I can't believe I forgot to say it to now, but I will say it now. The meadow was the dream that she had. Oh. This, this whole like them sitting in the meadow and him sparkling in the sunlight was her dream that she had then based off like the whole book around. Okay, that's so weird. That's so that's the only reason why she made vampires sparkle because she's like mm, dream me said so. So I mean I'm not sure if she specifically dreamed about him sparkling. Like I just know that it was like a couple sitting in the meadow and I think maybe it, it was a discussion about him being a vampire. Like the mm. vampire thing was definitely there from the beginning. Um, it's kind of a cool so, dream to be fair yeah yeah it is and so that's like the iconic chapter and like the iconic kind of like turning point of the book and now let's get into vampire drama yes let's go I'm ready <laughs> Woo! and with that let's call it uh, on this episode yeah. and thanks for listening as bye. usual <laughs> bye <laughs> Thanks for listening to Unbitten. If you want to get in contact with us, follow us on our new Twitter at UnbittenPod. And for now, the rest is still Unbitten. Unbitten.